Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. There's not all that much business for us to take care of this week. I just wanted everyone to know that, again, this episode does get a little bit intense, as Godwin deals with what happened last week. I will also say that this reaches the end of a series of episodes where things have been getting progressively more and more intense, and it looks like now things have evened out a little bit, and the party is rather getting back to a new sense of normal and balance, given everything that's happened recently. So, if the apparently mounting tensions between everyone has caused you to question things. I want you to know that balance and parity within the party are coming back very, very soon, and that this marks the transition into that. In light of our very hefty episode this week, I've attached a particularly long and what I think is a particularly hilarious episode of Lunch at Madame Faye's with Tepet Harmonious Accord. I hope that you enjoy that as much as we all did recording it. With all that out of the way, let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Godwin rested hole in hand in the arms of Ajax Ford, as he burst through the door of Quinn's. Could Ariston save him? Just what was seven symphonious chords? And would Godwin ever be the same? The Cloak of Night still covers the city of Wei, even though it can't be later than 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We hear heavy, panicked panting as we cut down to the streets in the Smiling Eyes District. We see a door. We see the building that is behind the door, and we're looking at the door from the inside of this building. A number of logs are scattered about the room. There's papers stacked up on a desk, and with a loud, booming thud, the door flies open, and Ajax is standing in the door, holding Godwin's limp body. Ariston, Forlorn Arya, and Tikal are all congealed in this office space. Ariston, we need help. I can see that. I have some something that may work on him at least. Oh god, I'll do the best I can. So Ajax takes Godwin's body into the back room um, and lays him out. I have some things that may work on him, but it's not going to heal him completely. Godwin's blood is beginning to quickly soak into the soft surface of the couch on which he's been laid. Keep pressure on wherever that's coming from. Ajax takes his already bloody hands and tries to squeeze Godwin's hand with a hole in it. Arison grabs some cloth that he would use for this and he just hands it to Ajax. Wrap, wrap this around it and hold it there as tight as you can, alright? Okay. And then he also is getting some various bottles of disinfectant and other things like that, and then some stuff just to stitch him up, possibly. I'm, I'm not sure where else Godwin was hurt. Mostly the hands, but he's generally kind of beat up. He's just losing a lot of blood. He's got other cuts, too, but there's intensive trauma to the hand. It's never going to be the same. Forlorn Arya has followed everyone in here, and she's been silent for the most part. She's shocked and pretty horrified, But now, as Ariston is grabbing the various pieces of medical equipment, she looks at Ajax and Ariston. What? What do I do? do? What? What do I do to help him? I. Oh my God! What happened to his hand? What happened? What happened, Ajax? What happened? Seven Symphonies' cords was just too strong for us. I don't know what he is. How he got his powers? I've never seen anything like it. But we were no match for him. It was impossible for us to do anything. The best I could do was get Godwin out of there. Ariston, can you fix this? Can you make this better? I, I've seen a lot. I've, I've seen some pretty gnarly stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. I know. I know, Your Highness. I don't know how much I can heal him, but I need you to be strong right now, as, as much as you can. I'm going to need you to remove his shirt. I need to see where this other blood is coming from and put some bandages on it if I can. She is already undoing the clasps on his shirt and pulling it open. His chest has a couple of lacerations on it that are pooling blood down. These are more or less cosmetic injuries, but they are going to require a little bit of stitching up, but they're not going to scar. And his abdomen is also covered in 
substantial and heavy bruising. It is already black and yellow and purple, almost as though someone had just thrown a bucket of dark paint underneath of his skin. It is blossoming out and wrapping around his entire abdomen and almost around to his back. He also has some pretty intense head trauma. He's bleeding from the back of the head where he collided with the pillar. Harrison takes another one of the claws and he like puts it and wraps it up fast. Can you prop his head up, please? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Oh, it's it's so wet. And she does prop it up. And Ajax continues to try to stop the flow of blood from his hand. Arison knows Godwin is already in a lot of pain, and he doesn't want to cause any more unnecessary ones, so he takes just little amounts of the disinfectant, and he's putting it on the wounds, trying his best to tightly, not constricting circulation, but bandage them. That way he's not losing extra blood, and he also is going to re-wrap his head because it's already seemed to have soaked through the bandaging. Okay, and then there is his hand. How are you going to attend to at least staunching the blood flow from Godwin's hand right now? How big is the hole? Enough for a recorder to slide through. Stigmata-esque? <laughs> yes, it is stigmata-esque. This is large enough that the bones, the finger bones that connect his palm to his fingers... Every single bone that connects from palm to finger has been shattered out. Can he use a charm now? Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to do wound mending care technique with body sculpting ess- essence method. Arison's going to do those two charms in attempt to not fully heal, but at least get Godwin's hand not so exposed and raw. And I'm also assuming that you're going to be using your remaining four motes to do four dice of excellency on this to improve your roll. Yes. So Ariston is just feeling his hands right now, and the the energy is just moving down him, like twisting like water. And he just feels calm in his body, but in his mind, he's going pretty crazy right now. But he's throughout his body, it's just rushing to his hands, and he's ready to do this now. So Ariston's anima is just rushing out of his body like a tide has just come in. It's obviously not pushing everything over, but it's just curling this rushing motion of light falling like water over the rocks and then crashing up around him. And out of this comes this huge, straight dorsal fin, and it's just this enormous killer whale that comes out of this tide. Excellent. And what are its colors? Black and white, just the normal normal colors, but around this blue light. Okay. Arison is going to close up the wound, including the bones and muscle. That way it's not just this open hole. Excellent. So go ahead and roll your intelligence plus medicine, plus the four dice from your excellency and two dice from your stunt. And I believe that you have double nines on this roll. Ariston got 11 successes. In an instant, as Ariston works this healing magic and administers to Godwin's wounds... The blood staunches, cuts begin to heal, leaving no scarring. His head stops bleeding. His hand, however, the bleeding staunches, and the edges seal up. But there is a large hole that could not be fixed at the center of Godwin's hand. Godwin is now restored to the fullness of his health. He is back at his minus zero health boxes, and Ariston regains a point of temporary willpower because he healed so much of Godwin's wounds. As Ariston finishes pulling away, Godwin's eyes begin to flutter open. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Godwin is waking to a flood of gold and black and white and blue-green light, and Ariston is standing over him, finishing his ministrations. Forlorn Arya is looking down at him from above and behind, so you're basically looking straight up her nostrils. Welcome back, Godwin. Godwin wordlessly sits up, and his head is rushing and pounding, but he's not paying attention to the people that are there, and he rolls off the surface, attempting to stand, but immediately falls on his knees and vomits. Oh, oh my god. Hey, hey, hey. And Forlorn Arya comes up and touches Godwin's back, kind of rubbing his upper back. Godwin, I'm really sorry for what I had to do. Godwin shrugs Forlorn Arya's hand off uh, and stares in the pile of his vomit. Uh, what well, water? Do we have any water anywhere? He he's got to be dehydrated, right? Yes, you're correct. I'll go get some. Please, just just relax. And Forlorn Arya's eyes snap over to Ajax. What you had to do? What do you mean? What you had to do? Godwin was gonna. Godwin didn't want to leave the fight. We were losing. 
There's nothing we could have done if I hadn't struggled with him to bring him back here. Seven Symphonies chords would have ended both of us. Godwin, you idiot. If you ever do anything like that again, I'll kill you myself. And she punches Godwin in the back. This isn't just about you, you idiot. Think about how many people... Think about to call everyone that was on those ships. You have to take care of yourself so that you can protect everyone else. All Godwin can see are bright, flickering colors of shapes in the room, and all he can hear is this loud ringing in his ears and a very faded murmur of what sounds like voices, but seems so faint that he doesn't know if they're real or in his head. Hello? Godwin, can you hear me? What? And Forlorn Arya steps away. And Ajax just... I'm counting on you to make sure he doesn't do this again. Next time, don't let it get this bad. How did you let it get this bad? We were both caught up in the moment. We thought we could take him. We don't quite know the full extent of our powers yet, and we definitely didn't know the full extent of his. We, we thought we could take on this challenge, and by the time we realized we couldn't, it was almost too late to do anything. Her fists are clenched, and she is staring down at the floor. How can you be this absolutely callous? Take on this challenge? This isn't a challenge. This is the lives of 30,000 people. This is the lives of my friends and my crew and the people in the city that you live in. This isn't something to overcome. This, this is real life, Ajax. This is real life, Godwin. And tears begin to bubble up around her eyes. And I'm not, I'm not ready to start losing more people. I, I don't know if anyone that was on the ships is alive. I don't know. I, I don't know. Harrison comes back in with the water and gives it to Godwin. You don't need to know right now. I do. I need to know why these two decided to gamble their lives in in exchange for the deaths of what could have been everyone in the city. I don't even know if Seven Symphonia's Chords is still out there. Did you guys at least kill him? No, we couldn't manage it. I had to get Godwin out of there. She puts her head in her hands. You were just issued a challenge, and they offered to do it in a safe place, away from these people. And you go and do this? I can't do anything to stop you. I'm... And she takes her hand away from her head and looks at both of her hands. I'm, I'm nothing compared to any of you. Nothing at all. But if you try to do this again, I will find a way to stop you. Just think about the people that you're putting in danger when you do these things. You think I didn't have the good of the people in mind when we challenged him? Seven Symphonies Chords has been terrorizing this city for years. Yes, we were just issued a challenge. But that doesn't stop us from executing our main line of work, which is protecting the people of this city and ridding them of this crime lord. The fact that you attacked Seven Symphonious Chords isn't the problem. The fact is that you kept going when he was tearing into you, when he was such a clear threat and he was offering you a way out. I can't, I can't believe that. Is retreat something that you're familiar with? Is that a word that you've ever heard before? I thought I acted in the best way that I could have. But if you don't see it that way, I can't change that. It's at this point that Godwin vomits again, still unable to see clearly or hear anything discernible. And Arya takes the water from Ariston and presses it up to Godwin's lips. Just drink this. Drink this, you stupid, living idiot. Look, doing things that you think are in the best interest of the city, that's not a problem. But you need to know when you're outmatched, and you need to know how to set your priorities. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen. But when the Wild Hunt's at the door, and he lights up with the eyes of the Smiling Eyes District, that's when you back down. That's when you say not today. That's when you say that the threat outside the doors is more pressing. Because if you don't stop them, and if you delay your arrival at all, they're going to come back and they're going to kill us, and they're probably going to kill him too. That's really easy for you to say when all you've ever done for the city is run away and then loot us. I came back to fix things. I left, and I found power. And I came back with that power to set things right. You don't understand how hard it is to speak up against you We're literally in the light, in the holy power of Ariston right now, and it's taking everything that I have in my body not to run away. I'm terrified right now. 
We can all look at each other's lives and say what we should have done, what we should be, what we should do. It's not a joke, Ariston. I'm not joking with you right now. I'm trying to tell you to stop bitching about each other's How lives. many of your friends died today? How many? I'm not... How many people that you were in direct control of, that you cared for for years, died today, Ariston? Maybe not today, but I've lost a lot of people. And you know what? A hundred of them? Two hundred of them? Yeah, I've lost my home too. I know how it is to lose your whole home. My point is, we're spending time talking about what we should have done, saying what each of us should have, should have done. We're not in each other's heads. We can't say, we, we can't sit on the sidelines. My point is, is that we have a real problem. I'm sick of talking to and about what could have happened. It didn't happen right now. We know where we need to go. We know what we need to do. Godwin is healed. We yeah, need to start I working thought that on a you constructive... Knew that too. I thought that you knew that too when she walks out of the door. Godwin, how are you feeling? It's all still unintelligible to Godwin. Ajax, I don't want to talk about what you should have done. I don't want to go into what happened in the past. Because you know what happens when that happens? People storm out in a huff. I know I've done it too. But right now... We need to take some action, all right? I know who you are, and I, I'm not going to focus on what you did because I should have done what you did, but just don't listen to her. Just focus on what we're going to do right now for what's happening soon. We have to get moving as soon as Godwin is able. We have to go. We're already late for our meeting. I know. We have to get as far away from the city as we possibly can before they come looking for us and before we put any more lives in danger. I agree. I think distance is the most important thing right now. How long do you think it'll be before Godwin is able to move? Everyone is different, I can't exactly say. He should be able to move now. I just don't know if he's really sure what's going on. I can't be sure if he even knows what just happened. Man, I didn't mean to throw him that hard. Just No, it's it's okay. You did you did the right thing. Did I? I I'm not even sure I know what right is anymore. Again, I don't like to focus on these things. I don't like to focus on people's past because all the past usually does is hurt people. But I know, Ajax, that people have been trying to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Even the people who you thought were on your side. But you know what's right. Don't let them tell you that you're wrong. You are a fantastic judge of that. I've seen it. Don't let someone else muddy up what's true inside of you because then you can't even trust yourself. You need to trust yourself now more than ever. But what if myself doesn't even tell me that what I did was right? That what I did wasn't just based on my own emotions at the time? Godwin would have been killed. And what I can say about the fight with Seven Symphonious Chords, maybe that was just a bad decision on all of our parts, but Godwin is alive right now because of you. Not because I helped after the fact, alright? You're the reason that he is sitting here alive. And no one should tell you that that's wrong. Should we give him some space? I don't want to leave him completely alone, but we could leave the room, just be right outside. I think right when he's able to talk, we should go. I don't want to drag him into anything that he doesn't know or doesn't know what he's doing. That'd be unfair. Do you want to stay here with him? You can tend to him better than I can, and I'll go back to my place. It's not too far, and gather some supplies before we take off. That's fine. I'll stay here. As Ajax walks into the next room, Forlorn Arya is sitting on one of the stumps, cradling Tikal's unconscious body in her arms. Tikal has been bandaged up a little bit by Ariston, but she's still pretty bruised and bloody. Forlorn Arya is crying, and as you walk in and walk through, she looks up. Ajax, thank you. You saved Godwin, and I appreciate that you pulled him out. I appreciate that so much, but you also shot first. Just think about that. That's all I need. I... I shouldn't have yelled. It's been a hard day. I just found out that... And she strokes to call's hair. She's okay. She's okay and he's okay. Thank you. Ajax just nods silently and then turns and leaves the room. So we cut back to Godwin and Ariston in the back room of Quinn's. Ariston is just sitting, kind of running his hands through his hair, rhythmically rocking back and forth. At this point, there's still an intense ringing in Godwin's head. It makes him feel like he needs to throw up more, even though he can very clearly feel the vast emptiness of his stomach, surrounded by pain. But his vision is beginning to acclimate, and instead of seeing these bright, impressionist colors, shapes are taking more clear form. And the first thing he sees is his own vomit, and he stares at it for a little bit, 
allowing it to gain focus. Everything else in his periphery still very much just shapes with fuzzy borders. But then his vision begins to move a little bit as he lifts his head up and looks around the room. And everything is blindingly bright. He squints a little bit and he makes out the figure of someone in the room with him. He can't quite tell who yet, but it all hurts to look at. So as he lowers his head, he looks back at the ground below him and at his hand supporting his body. And that's when he sees there's something very different and very wrong. And Godwin sits on his heels and pulls back a little bit, holding his hand up in front of him looking right through the hole at the pile of vomit. And Godwin falls back, afraid of his own hand, trying to get as far away from it as possible until his back is up against the wall. But it's still right there in front of him. And there's still this gaping hole in the middle of it. And he wiggles his fingers just to make sure that it's real and that it's not someone else's hand. His fingers refuse to move. Godwin looks down his hand and follows it up to his elbow, follows it up to his shoulder until he's looking at his own chest and realizes that it is indeed his hand, but doesn't feel like his hand, doesn't feel like it's a part of him, and he's just staring at it back against the wall. Godwin, you should lie down. You shouldn't be up. Just get get off the floor. And Ariston walks over to him to help him get back up on the table. Is Godwin's skin still bruised, or is that all gone? He is free of any sort of marks or blemishes or cuts aside from the hole in his hand. Godwin hears that the murmurs are a little more clear now and that it is Ariston in the room with him approaching him, but it all just feels like he's watching his own body and Ariston's not walking up to him. It feels like Ariston's walking up to where his body is, but Godwin's not there. But as Ariston's voice becomes more clear, Godwin scoots away, not sure what Ariston's going to do, and not sure what Ariston's saying. Fine, stay there if you want. And Ariston just sits back down a little bit closer this time. Godwin sees that his shirt is on the table, and it clicks that he's not wearing a shirt. And Godwin realizes that Ariston's the only other person in the room, and he doesn't like that. And he remembers that Ariston caught to call, and he remembers that he couldn't catch to call. And he looks up and stares at where Ariston's body is until his shape is more clear and sees him just sitting in that chair rocking, and Godwin hates it. And we cut over to Ajax at his place. So as Ajax walks into his house, he first goes over to the terrarium where his pet box turtle is. He picks up the turtle and he kind of holds it in his left hand while stroking its shell with his right hand absentmindedly. It does that thing that turtles sometimes do where it kind of pulls its head halfway in and then like extends its head out and then pulls it halfway in and then extends it back out a couple of times. Like a bobblehead. A little bit like a bobblehead. And Ajax continues carrying the turtle around with him as he takes a sack and starts filling it with just a few extra shirts and some like dried food and supplies that they might need in the next few days as they're traveling. And then once he's filled it up, he gently plants a little kiss on the head of his turtle and puts it back in his terrarium and throws the sack over his shoulder and starts the trek back to Quinn's. As he opens the door, something catches the corner of his eye. There is a small, six-armed, winged figure that descends in front of him and sidles up close to his ear, its proportionally large but relatively small head getting close, almost whispering, I'm sorry that I had to do things like that earlier. I didn't mean to. I didn't really have a choice, though. It's a shame. I wanted to help you guys out. I did my best. I gave you leads, but my position is my position, and a sorcerer from House of Celsi must act as a sorcerer from House of Celsi. I'm sorry. I do advise that you all make haste. They know about the dark essence that poured out of the city. They're not happy about it. They have questions. They're considering this, thinking that maybe you guys reneged on the deal. So I'd move quick. If you do a good job, I might be able to help you again. That would be much appreciated. We're making preparations to be on our way right now. All right. I guess I'll see you kids soon. Is there any way that you could let them know that we're on the way, that we haven't broken our promise? 
and the cherub stops responding. And after the moment of silence, the cherub looks back up at Ajax and says, Love, your favorite chosen of secrets. And it dissipates into mist. So Ajax quickens his pace to get back to Quinn's to tell the others what he's just witnessed. And we cut back to the inside of Quinn's in the back room with Godwin and Ariston. I don't know if you can hear me, but we're going to have to leave soon. Things are, they were bad, they're far worse now. Your girlfriend isn't helping. Godwin heard the last sentence and he opens his mouth to speak, but his throat feels like fire. Cut to the spilled glass of water sitting on the floor as the water creeps towards and intermingles with the vomit. Godwin sighs and he hears finally just how raggedy his breath is and he looks at his hand again and all that he can hear is his breath and his heart and the pounding in his head and all that he can see is the hole in his hand and the fact that as he tries to make a fist, nothing happens. And he looks up at Ariston, right at Ariston, but right through Ariston. He looks up at the shape where Ariston is beginning to become more defined because he feels like he's supposed to, to acknowledge that he's there, but he doesn't want to actually acknowledge Ariston. He doesn't want to think about the fact that Ariston did what he couldn't. And Godwin tries to stumble on his feet and ends up reaching out to the table that he was lying on for support as his body wavers. Look, you need to not just try to stay put just for a little bit, okay? You keep moving around. You're not... We have to leave, but that doesn't mean you need, need to hop right up right away. Godwin sees the pile of bandages that have accumulated on the side of the table, and he sees how much blood there is. And he looks down at his body, and he's not bleeding anywhere. And he looks over at the bandages again, and he begins to piece together that Ariston's anima is all over the room. And he doesn't know what happens, but he thinks that somehow Ariston had to do with the fact that he's not bleeding anymore. Why else would they leave Ariston here instead of Ajax? And Godwin remembers what Ajax did, how he betrayed him, but how he also held his own against Seven Symphonies' cords when once again Godwin couldn't. And Godwin grabs one of the clean bandages and sloppily and immediately starts bandaging up his hand so he doesn't have to look at that goddamn hole anymore. Let me do that. You're gonna do it wrong, Godwin. Just let me do it. And Ariston properly bandages his hands. And as Ariston finishes that up, the door kind of squeaks open and Forlorn Arya pokes her head back in. Oh, you're looking, you're looking better. Godwin, Godwin, you're looking better. Look, Ariston, I'm... I didn't mean to yell. I'm sorry, but if you've lost people like you're saying that you've lost people, you have to understand how much pain I'm in right now. Anyway, I didn't mean to yell. I'm sorry. I was out of line. I was also very scared. You know what? I'm going to stop making excuses. Godwin, are you... And she just walks up close. Her voice sounds different than the mumbling that came from Ariston, and Forlorn Arya is the first immediately clear thing that Godwin sees, and he's ashamed because he thinks about the fact that he's a failure and all of these emotions of failure flood and overwhelm him. And he thinks about Vijay and about how he too is a failure. And as Godwin sees Forlorn Arya approaching him, he starts stepping back because he doesn't deserve to be any closer to her than he is at that moment. Whoa, what, why, what are you doing? Is he okay? And she looks at Ariston. I can't tell what's getting through right now, but he is clearly disoriented. Not entirely sure he knows quite where he is, but don't take it personally and don't feel bad about what you did. No, I can say that I'm not guilty of doing the same thing, but he's he's beat up. You can't, you can't be in here if you're going to try and come at him. He's not in the state of that right now for anyone. I'm okay. I just wanted to offer him support. Uh, I... Guess I can go back to cradling to call then. No, you don't have to leave. Just, I don't know what he's feeling right now. And I'm worried that if any of us try, hold him, whatever. You can stay here. I just don't know if holding oh. him is the best idea right now. Trauma. You're talking about trauma? I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you I've seen that before. <laughs> Should have seen Rai. <laughs> he was a mess. He almost killed me, you know? <laughs> and she holds up her arm and there's a scar that runs from her mid-forearm to her mid-bicep. He actually left this on me. I'm sorry that happened. It's... It was my fault. We can't tell how these things go. When he is as back to himself as he can be, you can be the first to talk to him before we leave. 
Godwin sees that Ariston and Forlorn Arya are talking. He can't make out what, but he can see. But he's confused. They hate each other. But Ariston's safe to call, and Godwin was a failure. Godwin is a failure. And he feels his chest tighten, and he's trapped in this room with Ariston and Forlorn Arya and the overwhelming stench of vomit and failure. And Godwin makes a bolt for the door, but his head is ringing and his balance is off. And he slams his shoulder into the doorframe and falls on his knees again, like a failure. Fucking stop moving around. Do you want me to tie you down? Because I will. All right, you're making it worse. I'm the only one who gets to tie him down. Fine, that's fine. But if he keeps doing that, he's just going to make everything worse. Yeah, I know he needs to stop moving. He, I don't know why. He's like, oh, almost like a baby, just wandering around, taking his first steps. You can't do anything to. I mean, do you have any restraints? I guess I could fashion something. I'd rather not do that, but. Okay, like it's okay. He's, it's gonna be fine. I know. I've just seen him be stupid like this more than once now, and now, frankly, I don't understand it, and I guess I can't. But. <laughs> He can't keep this up if he wants to live, or he wants to heal, even at that. And that's the first thing Godwin hears. And he looks up from the crumpled mass that he's become in the corner of the room. And he looks at Ariston. What if I don't want to live? And he starts coughing. Godwin, I don't like telling people this, but you need to stop that kind of talk right now. That's idiotic and stupid. You are going to live. You do want to live. And you're going to be fine if you just stop fucking around with your body. Please, take it easy. Just, you've been through a lot today. And I need to have a word with you later about this. But right now, you need to sit down. Please, just stop. Godwin holds his chest until he stops coughing. And his breathing has become more raggedy than before. You don't understand, Ariston. You've never understood. Why do you think that people are good? It's so sad to watch. It makes me so angry that you walk around like there's something to live for. Godwin, you don't get to say that good people are an illusion when more than a hundred good people died today. Because you and I were playing games. Don't act like we didn't cause this. I... I know what we cost. People like you and I destroy anything that's good. But somehow, people like Ariston still believe that we deserve better. But we don't. We deserve to rot like the pieces of shit that we are. Let me rot. At this point, Ajax walks back into the room. Godwin, I'm the only one who's allowed to call you a piece of shit. Godwin looks up at Ajax. You betrayed me. I betrayed you by saving you? By saving me? I could have killed him. You had no hope of killing him. Not when you were being the way that you were. When you were, weren't supporting me. I was there fighting. He was supporting you more than any of us were. You don't know what happened. No, I don't. I know that I was scared. And I know that I could not run away, and that makes both of you a lot braver than I am. But I also think that it makes both of you a lot more foolish. That's very true. And Godwin throws his body at Ajax, grabbing him and shaking him, but also leaning on him, still unstable. Ajax grabs Godwin and just pulls him closer to stabilize him and to take him into an embrace. Godwin, frankly, you're being extremely childish right now, and you're acting like the fucking dipshit. Stop it. Just because you feel bad doesn't mean you need to make her feel bad, make Ajax feel bad, and make me feel bad. There are bigger problems than whatever you're wallowing in right now, okay? A lot of people are going to die. So I suggest you pull it together so we can actually go and do something good for these people. And yes, I do see the good in people because I don't want to live in a horrible existence. If I did that, I'd have killed myself and left my body to wash away in the sea, but I didn't. Because I don't want to live that way. Ariston. 
what is it that makes what I say not worth saying because it bothers you? Because it makes you uncomfortable to hear that all that I have ever known is the fact that I wanted to be my mother's child and follow in her footsteps. And now with this, and he throws his hand up in front of him, looking at the bandages. I am nothing. This is all I have, Ariston, and it's gone. We can't fight among ourselves. While I was back gathering supplies, Selsi Mayumi sent me a message. They're waiting for us. They're worried that we're not keeping our end of the bargain. Well, that's fucking fine, because you know what? I can't fight like this. I can't even put my hand in a fist. I can't do shit with it. It's useless to me. Godwin, if I know anything about you, I know that you'll do just fine in a fight. If you really knew me, you'd know that I'm a failure. Because I'm less than this piece of shit Ariston. I'm less than him. Well, hold on. Be nice to Ariston. I... What, you fucking want to love him now or something? Because he saved your friend and I couldn't? No, Godwin, I have a hole in my hand, too. Yeah? Fucking show me. Show me the hole in your hand. You want to come climb a tree with me? You can come climb a tree with me and watch as the corpses and the shells of those ships burn. And I'll show you the hole in my hand. You have to make it about you again, don't you? No, I'm just showing you that there's more going on here. And I don't give a beating shit up Ariston, about that. Well, I don't really know what you do give a shit about, Godwin. I don't either. Godwin, leave her alone. You want to come at me and yell at me, say whatever you want like a little boy, then do it. But leave her alone. She doesn't deserve it. She's been through enough today. She's been through enough today. Yes, she has. I'm going to say she's been through enough today. I've been through enough today. Yeah, so you both should not get into this stupid argument about who has it worse. Well, I don't appreciate you two ganging up on me like your pals all of a sudden. Where did that come from? I'm not ganging up on you, Godwin. I care about you. I... If everyone here just keeps yelling at each other, then everyone's just going to be worse off for this. We're supposed to be partners. Yes. And I feel betrayed. Sometimes you have to do something that makes your partner uncomfortable in their best interest. And right now, I'm telling you to take a walk. Cool off, please. Cool off? Look, I don't know what the hell Seven Symphonious Chords is. But it's terrifying, and he's in our city, and... And I'm useless against him. Bullshit, you're useless. Well, I certainly just proved it. Not everything comes down to fisticuffs, Godwin. Seven Symphonious Chords isn't our biggest worry right now. If we don't move soon, the Wild Hunt will be upon us in the city. And you're saying that the Wild Hunt is a bigger issue, and I couldn't even solve the small one? We all couldn't beat Seven Symphonia's Chords. You act like this is just on you. It's on all of us. But all of us, except for you, seem to recognize that there's a bigger problem like Ajax just said. And And I'm saying that the bigger problem is the Wild Hunt. Sure, but we couldn't even defeat the little problem. All of us couldn't defeat the little problem. What the hell are we going to do in front of the Wild Hunt? We thought it was a smaller problem than it actually was. You don't recognize the severity of what Symphonia's Chords can do. He demonstrated power that we had no idea he had. But we don't know anything about the Wild Hunt either. What the hell are they? Dragon-blooded. Emissaries of the realm. Dragon-blooded we can take. Whatever Seven Symphonious Chords was, was too much for us to handle. You've killed one of them before. You did it by yourself. We're going into this together. I don't know that there's enough of me left to give to fight another one. Are you saying that you'd rather let 30,000 people die? If you're going to let yourself be finished, then at least go with us and be finished where it doesn't affect the lives of so many other people. And what, just throw my body into the fight and just let them destroy me? You have more than one hand, Godwin. You say that like this is just a hand. I've seen you fight. I know that it may affect your style and you may not be able to become all that your mother was anymore, but you're not your mother. No, I'm not. He's right, Godwin. I know I'm not. This is your chance to be you. I don't want to be me. I want to be her, but I'm not good enough. I know I'm not her, and I know I'm not good enough to be her. We don't want you to be her. Your mom couldn't have swayed the hearts of Shu and Kasaga with a single song. You're already better than she ever was, Godwin. You don't know my mother. Did I not tell you that I watched her play? It wasn't your mother. No, my mother wasn't very good at her job. But you're not anyone's mother, Godwin. But you are this city's protector. You made yourself that when you drove a sword through Raghura Vijay's eye. 
And then I failed the city. I failed the people that trusted me just like Ragura Vijay. What makes me any better than that burning corpse with a hole in its head? You're still alive. Do I deserve to be? Yes. The only mistake you made was not backing down when you realized that the threat was bigger than you had thought it was. That doesn't mean that you deserve to be dead. It might mean that you're lucky to be alive, but it doesn't mean that you deserve to be dead. The city should find someone better to trust. This city? Where are we going to turn? The Smiling Eyes District is a crime-ridden slum, and the Conclave of Amherst... It's a popularity contest, Godwin. Nobody that's ever been elected to that office has been ready for those responsibilities. We don't have anywhere else. We don't have anyone else. Maybe the city should just let Seven Symphonies Chords do what he wants to do. That's what they have been doing. And apparently, we're not listening to the voice of the people. We can't stop him now, but we can still protect the city. We need to get out of here. We need to get moving. What's to say we aren't just hurting people? I feel like everywhere we just hurt people. You are only going to hurt more people if you don't go. This way you have a chance to stop some of the hurt. If that's not enough to convince you, Godwin, then I have no idea how to get through to you. You don't have to drag me. I'll throw my own body into the wolves. We were chosen to help people, Godwin. Are you seriously going to give that up now? I'm saying I'll go. I'm saying I'll fight. I'm just not saying that I'll win. But if I'm gonna die, I might as well die there. Look, Godwin, everything's not so black and white. It's not all wins and losses. And maybe this is something that I'm just realizing myself. I thought that both of my parents were villains and fools, and I'm not so sure anymore about that. I'm not so sure that this is as simple as winning or losing or victory or defeat. It's bigger than that, Godwin. It's not so clear-cut. You're right. It's so big. And the four of us are so small. That's all I'm saying. That maybe all of these things are too big to bite. And the door creaks lightly, and Tikal is weakly leaning against it. For the record, I have heard about works of sorceries that can make a man very large. If you are scared that you are too small, I can try to make something of it. I'm just saying, anything that I can do to help. Are you fucking kidding me? I guess that your new lover is not one for warm emotional overtures, Arya. No, uh, it's looking less and less like he is. Funny that that was my first impression of him, though, isn't it? You never were very good at reading people at a glance. Can we not have this shitty conversation in front of me about the fact that I am falling apart? Because I am perfectly aware that I am not something to be proud of right now. Nobody's saying that you're not something to be proud of. Well, I can certainly hear it loud and clear. Look around you, Godwin. There's eight hands outstretched, willing to help you up. Are any of them strong enough to carry me? No! But together. Besides, you really don't weigh that much. I think even I could pick you up. You can leave, Godwin. If you let people bigger and more powerful than you discourage you from even trying, then you're just letting them win. If I had done that, I wouldn't be here today. I'd be miserable or dead. I certainly wish you weren't here today. I'm sure you do, but I don't care anymore what you think. I think you've done enough thinking. I think it's gotten you to a horrible place, so I think you need to shut up and go with us so we can do what we are supposed to do all along, which is help the city and protect innocent people. Godwin looks over at Forlorn Arya. For once in my life, I'm going to say something, and don't expect me to repeat it anytime soon. I agree with Ariston. <gasps> and Godwin slams his fist into the wall behind him. Who are you? My name is Forlorn Arya You. God Damn it! Why does everyone deserve to know that now? Because the time for veils and lies and childish fantasies are beyond us. Now is the time for doing. Godwin walks up to Forlorn Arya and looks right at her, barely an inch between them. I thought you were different. I never knew you well enough to make the call. I thought you thought I was bigger than I am. I did. How many times have you heard me tell you that you're so much more than you keep saying that you are? You say that, and yet you keep reminding me that, you know, I thought I was big and strong, and I thought I could take care of you, but I can't take care of you, and I couldn't take care of Tikal, and Ariston could, and Ajax could, and I couldn't. We don't live in a world of binaries, Godwin. 
I apparently need to start living in a world where I know what I can and cannot do. And I'm telling you that that is a thing that I cannot do. I can't always take care of you. Well, Godwin, what I need you to do right now is figure out exactly what you can do. And then I need you to go and do that thing. I can go die. That's a thing I can do. Not if I have anything to say about it. Or I. Or I. Doesn't mean I can't try. Well, I'll be there to stop you every time. I might not be powerful, but I've got some friends who can pack a punch. Yeah, Ajax and Ariston, and they could certainly pack a better punch than I can. I keep telling you that I know. I already know. I wasn't talking about Ajax and Ariston. Oh, you're talking about everybody else in the fucking city that can kick my ass. There's one person, I think, in this city who poses a legitimate threat to you. I was talking about Tikal. She's pretty good at what she does. I mean, sure, you've only really seen her do the thing where she makes you vomit up maggots, but she's a terror on the battlefield. Then why do you need me when you can have Tikal fight for me? Since she's certainly so capable. You might be forgetting that they are hunting us. We need to be there. I didn't say that I wouldn't go. But you need to fight. You need if to try. You fighting is not only going to affect yourself. You have to realize this. If we're pulling your weight out there by you not fighting, you're putting our lives in danger as well. I didn't say I wouldn't fight. I already told you I would fight. I just am saying that I don't know that I can win. I don't know that I can make a difference. I don't know if my contributions will matter. Do you think any of us know? Ajax is right. Bravery isn't doing what you know you can win. Bravery is not knowing and stepping up anyway. It's not the absence of fear, but overcoming that fear and doing what needs to be done. The last time I fought an instinct of fear, I almost died, and you did too. Well, I didn't let that happen. Maybe you should have. This isn't the same thing. That was a specter of death itself. That was something that crawls into your soul and won't shake itself out. These, it's a couple of rich assholes. Sure, they're more powerful than I am. In status, in training, they're exalted and I'm not. But they're scared of you too. And they're scared of you for a reason. I said it once and I'll say it again. You killed one of them already. You can take some more. You may not have the confidence that you can win this fight, but our enemies sure as hell do. I don't know what you want me to say. We want you to have the confidence in your own powers that we all see. Well, that's great. And I'm telling you, but I don't know if I can find it in time. I don't know if I'll ever find it. And Forlorn Arya steps forward and she reaches for and grabs Godwin's bandaged hand and grabs Ajax's hand and kind of nods, trying to get everyone to encircle their hands. And she opens her mouth and, in probably the worst singing voice you've ever heard before, begins to awkwardly wail out the first couple of notes of the Lama Yu's cantata. Somehow, Godwin can't help but laugh. It's so bad. And her face goes completely red, and you can see tears welling up kind of around the corners of her eyes. But a smile is on her face. See? Was that so hard? That was certainly hard to listen to. Yeah, well, now you know how I felt for the last 15 minutes. Ouch. Yeah, well, that's what you're gonna have him saying before too long, am I right? Was was that a joke, Arya? I guess. No, well, no, it's... Encouragement? No, it's fine. Just, it's fine. No. Trying to cut the tension. Carry on. I can't handle this much longer. Hey, you. Yeah? Can you just promise me one thing? What? You won't leave me for Ariston. (laughs) 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 All right. You know what? I'm not. Godwin, I think you know what kind of person I'm interested in, all right? So that's ridiculous that you would even insinuate that would happen. Scumbags in a bar? Yeah. Hot, sexy scumbags in a bar. I think it's even more ridiculous to insinuate that anyone would be interested in Ariston. I like how, for the past 15 minutes, I've been debating about whether Ariston was a better person than I am. Yeah, that's just so completely ridiculous. (laughs) Like, why would that even be in question? What the fuck, Ajax? I'm just saying. Did you not just see what I did? I just fucking healed all of his goddamn wounds. Yeah, and you had to heal them because you weren't fighting. You what? Yeah. 
You're welcome. All that shit. All the reason why you're not bleeding to death right now, that was because of me. And Godwin looks over at the pile of bandages on the table and looks over at Ariston. God damn it. Maybe you're good at two things. Yeah, thanks. Well, guess I learned that today. Please tell me that's not all you learned. No, I learned that I'm going to have to learn how to write with my left hand. It's not that hard. I mean, to call ambidextrous. sure she could teach you. To call this, to call that. And Godwin reaches out and embraces forlorn Arya from behind, resting his head on her shoulder. And she puts her hands on his forearms. Godwin sighs and looks up at Ajax. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Mm, maybe not if I'm sleeping. What about in two days when I get my ass kicked again? You mean in two days when you're kicking ass? Tomato, tomato. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? I'm just going to say right now that the service here, it's lacking. I've, I've certainly had better service. I'm a little bit put off. I'm just saying that your city's customs are not exactly pleasant or accommodating, and it's putting me off. Look, I don't know about you, but I think that the waiter did an excellent job of making sure that this pint has been well filled throughout my entire meal here. Uh, I will admit that your pint has been very well filled, but I asked for Sea Johnny Green Tea. I've had a lot of Sea Johnny Green Tea in my life, and this tastes nothing like it. It tastes like someone took green dirt boiled it, and then tried to serve it to me. Oh, well, sorry we're not as great as whoever you've been, but you know what? It's called the Scarlet Empire. It's literally the largest, most powerful empire in the entire world, and you would do well to educate yourself. Oh, maybe not well enough for me to know it then. Hey, if you don't like the way things we do things in Jaway, you can get out of Jaway. Get Go back to the Scarlet Goal. The, the Scarlet Goal? <laughs> you know what I said. I will be putting all of your names into the Immaculate Order's role of anathema. We will strike you down, even if we sit here today you, drinking casual tea on a Wednesday. You've already made that extremely clear. I just, I want to be absolutely clear to you at all times. And I want to be absolutely clear that this is not casual tea that I'm drinking. No, it's not casual tea. And you're going to make it very, very easy for me to kill you? With how inebriated you are, you're clearly not in your full capacities. It's not even fun at that point. My, I like when they put up a fight. My dick's at full capacity. That's, that's if, just creepy what you said. If your palate is so refined, how come you couldn't taste the spit and contempt in that tea? That's, mm, okay. See, I was literally assuming that it was dirt, and that's what these little bubbly floaters were. Uh, looks like I was mistaken. I was absolutely mistaken. Mm. Prima would be much better at dealing with this than I am. She she has a constitution. She has a constitution. I, I'm a frail little thing. I'm, ugh, no, 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 no. I'm going to burn this establishment to the ground. No, no you, you most certainly are not going to burn anything to the ground. No. no, no, actually, you're right. Min is going to do that. Min's going to burn this establishment to the ground. No one is burning anything to the ground. I've already had to deal with fire once in this city. I'm not going to, not keen on doing it again. Oh, I wouldn't try to stop Min from doing anything. She does not like to be stopped. Fish's feetsies. <laughs> fishy, fishy, feety fish. Oh, is that what the smell is? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> flippy, flippy fishies. I'm not, I'm not a fish. Not a fish. Never, never have been, never will be. No matter how many times you say it, I'm a human being, a man, not a fish. And I would appreciate it if you wouldn't insult me directly in front of a man who is going to kill us. Hey, did you say, did you say Fishy feetsies or fishy feces? Maybe both. A little fishy feces, feetsies, feces, feces. Ajax, I think we need to cut Godwin off soon. Uh, let him have his fun. We're about to die anyway. It's not fun for me. He's just insulting me. I'm having a good time. In his defense, it seems like that's all anyone ever does. I don't need to take it from you. You don't even know me, man. All right? Hey, that wasn't an insult. That was just a read on the room. No, no. I might not have a constitution, right. but I'm a pretty perceptive guy. Hey, what's your opinion on pet doors, buddy? Absolute trash. Animals should be kept out in the, out in the dirt and the garbage where they belong. All Thank right. you. All right. So, you know, we have an opening at Quinn's. <laughs> you can have Ariston's desk. You I, fish don't need desks. I do get the feeling that it would actually be a lot of fun to work with all of you. 
unfortunately, I do have commitments that I kind of have to maintain vis-a-vis killing all of you. So I think that those kind of take precedence. Though in another lifetime, maybe, I just can't really work with demons. I'm sorry. Well, we can't, we can't work with jerks, so... I think that you've all proved that one wrong. I think just... <laughs> pot calling the kettle black. What? Yeah, Ajax I, is a jerk! I've been nothing but nice to everyone here. Oh, is that okay? Not, not you, sir. Everyone else. Ajax and Godwin. <laughs> Ajax and Godwin. I don't know what what changed the dynamic, but everyone just started deciding to plow me into the ground. That was a thing from the very beginning. Mayumi told me stories. I I got the impression that all of you, all of you, were just kind of assholes. What did we yep. do to her? We did nothing to her. What? She was around a lot. Yeah. So, you got real feisty about pet doors. You started <laughs> insinuating things about her. I asked her a question. If that she came that in. was the group pronoun you. That was the royal you. <laughs> you collectively, the three of you. <gasps> we didn't make bad insinuations about her. We made bad insinuations about Ariston and the pet door and how it shouldn't be there for our own security. Ajax, this is the first I'm hearing about it from you. Uh, you've never been a man of words. Well, I will board up the pet door if it's that much of a big problem to everyone. I feel like this is a, the kind of thing that you threaten to do a lot, but you never actually make good on. I'm definitely getting that particular vibe right now. <laughs> I tried is, to do is it. Is this not the first time that he's tried to do this? I did do it. He technically uh, already did it. Well, we haven't been to Quinn's in a while. A wily while. And also what? in a while. Why are you saying it like that? Why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? Is that, isn't that how whales what? Don't you know how to speak to whales? You know what? I'm actually kind of sad that I'm going to have to kill you. You'd be, you'd be absolute murder at sinus parties. Sinus parties? Yeah, how sinus, they, they throw the best fets in the entire realm. Uh, it's really, really lovely to be. Sometimes things can get a little bit intense, even for my taste. So they're not like nostril parties. I no, no, not nostril parties. Sinus no, I thought no. the same thing. <laughs> Maybe some people would pronounce it sinus, but I've always called it. Called them house sinus, so that's what I'm gonna do. Oh, we call them sinus in these parts, you, you non jaway green tea spitting scum. No, you know what we do with sinus parties, we nasonax that. Is, was that supposed to be cool? Is that a reference to something, Wait, Ajax? That sounded like a line. Was that a line? I'm drunk, and I think literally everything's funny, and I didn't think that was funny. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Again, I'm just going to tell you right now that I would not go looking to any... If any of you are looking for support, do not turn to the other people at this table for support. They're just going to disappoint you. I have not known you for that long, but I can tell you, you are absolutely just going to disappoint each other. Well, we, we support each other against against people who, tr- who treat us badly. We That's when we come together, all right? Just because well, we have this little dynamic doesn't mean that we're not going to band together against you. And your friends. Yeah, okay, but I just want to say that maybe it would be a good good thing for you guys then to find a mirror and just start going to town on your reflections because you're all pretty mean to each other. Hey, we had a mirror in the cry room at Quinn's. And Don't you broke it. it. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> me. Ow. Meow. Wow, I, I, I do, I guess, think that you should probably cut him off because that was just bad. That was just, that was just in poor taste. Oh, so, oh, no, so now, now, now we're going to listen to Ariston. All right. Uh, what I said all along. Now, now it's, a t- okay. You know, blah, 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 blah. I think that maybe you like the idea that you're put upon and that because you like that, you let these things happen and I, you don't, you don't adequately defend yourself. You just make yourself look like you're being put upon I, so what? that you can maintain this identity that you're the victim and that everyone else has problems with you and that maybe that there's something that you should be looking in the mirror and really analyzing about yourself and figuring out why people have these volatile reactions to you. And instead, nope, it's just me. I'm doing the best I can. And everyone's just a dick to me all the time. I don't know. I like how this guy thinks. You're welcome what the hell? to my pint. What, what the like actual said, fuck, man? Everyone, <laughs> have you not been sitting here? I do, I yeah, do not this, do this that. This sounds exactly like what I'm describing. It sounds exactly <laughs> like the thing that I'm describing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, you, know, you, know, hey, you don't I'm have gonna, to sit here. I'm I can, gonna, just, I'm I can gonna, just kill you now. Oh, oh, I'd like to see you try. Ariston. You have gotten me very angry, and now you know what? I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do things. 
I'm just, I'm just gonna kill you. I'm gonna do things that are just, just foul. You're gonna hey. do the things. Shut, I, you are. Shut already. up, Ajax. All right, just shut up, Ajax. You wanna bet on this? Oh, to see who will win the fight? Yeah. Absolutely. My money's on um har- harmonious accord. Harpo marks. Harpo marks. <laughs> okay. Shit. My money's on him too. <laughs> my own friends literally just bet against me and basically said that I'm going to die. So yeah, I would say that I may be not treated best here. Again, I, I think that you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. You come in with these expectations that everyone's against you, and then when they are, you start you start saying these things, and you tell everyone, hey, you guys are against me all the time. You shouldn't be surprised when suddenly things are going to come down to fisticuffs, and they're betting on the guy who has a good attitude. They're betting on the guy who's got a happy-go-lucky outlook. You were just complaining about tea. How, how is that? How is it happy go lucky? You were just whining about the the tea you had. I was yeah. complaining about tea with a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, he had his tea spit in, and he's smiling. And you didn't have anything wrong with your tea, and you've just been complaining. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> hey, actually, you know what? I rescind what I said earlier about Godwin's meow comments because you're being a sourpuss. Hey, man, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking cut your dick off, man. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I would tell you when there's going to be an opening at Quinn's, but I think you're going to know when that <laughs> happens. All right, Harmonious Accord, what do, you, what do you suggest I do then? What should I do? What should I do to change all this? Huh? What's your, what's your little, what's your advice? How about instead of complaining about them doing these things, you set firm boundaries. You know, they say something and you say, don't do that. Don't say, oh no, you're back at it again. Damn, damn, Godwin, back at it again. You got to just tell them. <laughs> No. And you know what? If they keep trying to front, cut them. I'm not going to hurt... Put your fucking fist in their fucking face. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to hurt my friends. Okay, well, have fun being trampled on. I do say I don't like things. I do say that. No, but you say you don't like them, but you don't tell people not to do them. There's a difference between saying you don't like something and setting boundaries. (gasps) All right. What I'm doing right now is I'm walking all over you because you're failing to set adequate boundaries. If you had just been more firm with me earlier, this wouldn't be happening. Ajax. I can't, I can't Yeah, God. Do fish have spines? I don't know. I can't tell from this one. You know what, Godwin? Ah! Stop. Both of you need to stop calling me a fucking fish. That's not what I am. And if you do, things are going to get things are going to get bad. Hey, all right. Tell tell them that you're going to cut their dick off. <laughs> Just tell them that you're going to cut their dicks off. That's all you have to do. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That is reserved. Embrace the darkness that is, inside that of is you. Reserved for you. Let the hate flow through no, you. No, just for you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the pirate queen's going to come after you if you do that one. <laughs> I'm not going to cut your dick off, Godwin. No, I'm not going to do that. I will say, though, I don't like it when both of you call me a, a fish, and I wish I would like you to stop. We, we called you a fish with no spine. Let's just be clear about that. Well, we, you know, don't I... Don't call me a fish with no spine, then. Jellyfish also don't have spine. Yeah. Isn't there a jellyfish, too, that can, like, live forever because it just goes between its, like, developmental <laughs> stage and adult stage? And then it just keeps on living, but it's the same organism. You're telling yeah. me this thing Sounds won't like you die? Sounds like you're talking about a water elemental of some sort. Yeah. Wait, that's Ariston's thing to do. Because Ariston's a fish. True. <laughs> well, this has been fun. I'm very much looking forward to murdering all of you. Good evening. I'm a... <laughs> Enjoy your dick. For the last few moments, you're going to keep it. What are you even going to cut it off with? All you've got is these shitty little fist punchers. His little flippy scales. I will scales. cut your dick off. I've got a blue jade chakram, and that will cut a dick. That'll cut a man's dick off. That'll cut it right off. Air they call it an infinite chakram because it won't stop. Take it's gonna hit your dick, and it's not gonna stop spinning until there's nothing left. Then I'll take your knife. It's not a knife. It's a fucking chakram. It's a thrown weapon. It's a bladed circle. You know what? Then I'll take your fucking chakram. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? Now I'm angry. And now I'm not smiling anymore, am I? <gasps> Oh, oh, look, oh, look, you know, look at you. Oh, oh, positive outlook on everything. You are just a hypocrite, man. All right, get ready, because dicks are going to fly, motherfucker. You know what, you know, you know what? For my money, though, for my money, though, Squirtle's the best Pokemon. Okay, no, please, please. Meow. Squirtle is the best Pokemon, and yes, you know what? You're going to come out of this one with a dick. Oh, yeah. You know? I didn't even have a dick when I was in the ocean. I don't care. All right? But you, you said... Wait. You probably just had like a cloaca or something. (laughs) Yeah, I did. What of it? But yet you, you... you, Sperm packets? You're gonna wish. Ajax. You hadn't said those things to me. You're you're awfully focused on people's dicks for someone who hasn't had one for very long. Oh, what? What What are you, like a a toddler just messing around with it all the time? Don't even know how to use the damn thing. Oh, I've used it very well. Thank you. 
Ajax, do fish have dicks? I, I have no idea. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. Every review really helps get the show out there to more new listeners. If you want to find us on the web, you can find us at swallowsofthesouth.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr at swallowsofthesouth.tumblr.com, and on Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. If you have any questions you would like answered or would like to speak to Quinn via email, please send your messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Our intro music is new by Elvis Herod. And I hope to see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.